You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. Okay. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Check, check, one, two, three. Four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I have to. I'm sorry. We always do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seven, eight, nine. I love it. Okay, I'm done. No, seriously, stop you it. You ten. You know what? Shh. <laughs> well, I want to share a text, actually, yes. to our listeners. Do it. Because I it. think it... It's like pretty funny. It it, sh- it shares a little insight, <laughs> which when I read this honestly this morning, yeah. I laughed. Oh gosh! Because only in a great way. Oh okay, good, good, yeah, good. yeah. No, okay, no, no, okay, in okay. a great way. Okay, so um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so because I've been calling you and you you like never answer me. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, okay. And then you're like at eleven o'clock at night last night. You said you said. Hey, I'm so sorry I missed your call. I took a nap. I was so tired. Are you okay? Meanwhile, I think I called you like the day before. No, no, it was that day. It was I that did? day. Yeah, it was. Well, by that day, I mean yesterday at like 4.30. No, that was today. Hold on. Pause. Yesterday, I have the receipts. <laughs> I have the receipts. At 7.57 p.m. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. All right, fine. So, I called her last night, and um, she's texted me back at 11 p.m. <laughs> like Three <that>. hours later. <laughs> she, she, I was like, yes, I had some things to tell you. You don't answer my calls. She was like, did you want my body to know you were calling me and wake, and wake up? LOL, but usually I am doing something. And then, like, I think I went to bed. And but I like laughed at your thing, but then what you said. Listen, because hold on, just just so you know, so she didn't respond to me, and so I was like, hold on, we have this thing through text. I can see she was triggered. Yeah, I was like, I can see how she can maybe you know read that as like, did you want my body to know you were calling and wake up? Lol, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With the with the tone, with the the tone. tone. So I was like, holy shit! Hold on, let me cover my ground. Yeah, yeah. Let me clean up my mess, which I actually did not. Yeah, think that, but it's so cute. Okay, your response, or you texted me this morning at nine saying, hopefully you didn't take that wrong. I was saying it playfully. That. And that it's because of those things and not because I don't love you. LOL. Let me know when I should come over tonight. <laughs> like, very just like, I looked at that and I was like, I started laughing because I was like, oh, she's so cute. We've gotten so much better at our communication. Yeah. <laughs> Even through text. And it's so cute. Just from like knowing each other, we're like, okay, hold on. Pause. Wait, before this gets any more messy like it has in the past. Exactly. Let me keep it lighthearted, but like communicate. Yeah. Um, if you got this mis- miscued, is that a word? Um, sounds good. We're going to make it. Yep. We're going to make it a word. <laughs> miscued. Okay, then... now it doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Skewed. Skewed. Whatever. Yeah. I like miscued. <laughs> You're like, fuck it. That's my new word. Every time I say miscued, I mean skewed. So, 
Just go with the it. The podcast where we just come up with new words. Yeah. Why not? Why can't it be slang? Other yeah. people do. <laughs> right? I mean, they literally have the word bussin' bussin'. Like, what the fuck? What is that? Like, really good. Oh, my good. God. That's from Big Brother. What? <laughs> they say that in Big Brother. Okay, yeah, but it didn't come from Big Brother. It's just like a, you know, whatever. I don't know. You know, we can make up our own words, too. So. Uh, okay. Anyways, before we continue on a tangent and ramble on... <laughs> um, <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about in this episode, communication. Because, like, it, it is so important. Like, <laughs> so important. Like, how you operate. Like, you communicate with your body, body with your words, with. What are other ones? You can write your communication. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. Obvi- well, you can look it up, but obviously we're not gurus. Like- visual. Oh, yeah. There's visual, body, um, written. But, no, it's, it's it literally is how you operate with anything that you're feeling on a daily fucking basis. Right. Like, you will communicate out of your insecurities, you will communicate whether you are happy or not, whether you are actually knowing that you're communicating that or not, and it's just important, and it's important in our relationships, it's important in our work environment, how you show up in your job, how you show up in your daily life and in your daily role. Yeah, literally, from when you wake up to when you go to bed, your communication is important, no matter what um way you are communicating right exactly <laughs> i want you to look up the the percentage because there is a percentage percentage of oh 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 of how yeah, the communication like i i honestly feel like it's 70 percent of communication is through body language yes it's something like, like it's a it's a it's a pretty high um okay and this is just one article so who knows oh most experts agree that 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. So your body language, basically. That is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what you're giving off yeah. to somebody. Let's see. Okay, so nonverbal communication is the use of body language, gestures, and facial expressions to convey information to others. Mm-hmm. So the way your body is, like, for a lot of people, and I know this, is your facial expressions because, like, there's, you know, fix your face. <laughs> you know yeah, what I no, mean? You and Jen tell me to do that all the time. Yeah. Because, because I wear my emotions on my sleeve, mm-hmm. on my face. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that that's such a high percentage. And I think it's because, like, I don't know, for... Me, I know that when I feel something, my body's going to show it first, obviously, right? Because we we have better control sometimes of our words than we do of our body language or our, you know, facial expressions. Like, even today with one of my kids, like, he did something freaking disgusting. <laughs> and I just, like, made, like, this disgusted face. And then I was like, oh, wait, Krista, hold on. Don't react. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just like the first thing I did. I didn't say ew. I didn't say that's disgusting. I literally just like made a face because that's typically how we communicate first is through our so. body. Mm-hmm. It will, and that that makes sense because it goes into the psychology of you know what this isn't. This doesn't have to be too extreme, but like trauma in the body. Like your body oh, yeah. will feel something first before it ever hits your logic. Yeah. As like, to why. <clears throat> yes. Like, okay. you will always, like, 
express it in your body before you think it logically, if that makes sense. Like, for example, if I felt some type of way about somebody, like um, if I was mad at them, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite sure of why I was mad at them or didn't even have that logical understanding of why I'm so upset or why I'm mad, my body will act as though first, because it's with connected to your emotions and everything, Mm -hmm. that like I will be standoffish. Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like how I used to ask you, hey, are you okay? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm okay. Stop asking me. So to avoid the question of me asking you if you're okay, when you know you were not okay yes. until I actually asked you, yeah. your body reacted and was like, I'm going to distance myself from Alexis. Does yeah. that make sense? No, yeah. Like my, bo- like my body knew before I knew. Like logically yes. before I knew. Yes. Like my body reacted at... Like, from what I genuinely felt before I knew what I genuinely felt. Before I was able to connect to that. Is that what you're saying? Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, so. Been there. <laughs> Several times. Anyways. Well, and what I've learned from, like, my healing proce- process and the intense healing process that I went through is, like, they brought up a lot about communication and how, like, there are four types of communication. Right. And one of them is passive. Mm-hmm. Um, two is passive-aggressive, okay. which I have found myself um, attracting these types of people. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then the other one is aggressive communication, which that is me yeah. or was me for a very, very long time. Right. But now I am a healed and whole person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> on the way. Yeah, so. on the way to that. Very healed from a lot of that aggression. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is assertive communication which is the healthy type and honestly what assertive actually really means having or showing a confident and forceful personality Mm. so that's cool it's like hey i'm gonna be assertive and confident and communicate how i feel yeah but you can do it in a very healthy way right right right, exactly so i want to go over like what the passive like, kind of like the details of each one. Yes. And then I would love to hear your thoughts on it because you've never heard me say this. No, but I also want to put a nugget in there just because okay. I am, like, this new position. And I probably should have said it earlier, but whatever, I'm saying it now. Um, we've talked about, like, how communication can be verbal. It can be nonverbal. It can be, you know, written, whatever. Right. With that nonverbal, it's not just body language, but it's your behavior, too. Totally. Like, the things that you do and the way that you act is also communication. And we've talked about that before, but I just wanted to add that little nugget in there just for you to remember well yeah yeah okay remember that because we're, we're gonna get into okay, that cool. too because cool. I have some thoughts on that as well <laughs> um so passive communication is saying everyone else's needs matter and I don't but at the same time wishing someone would read your mind and take care of your needs oh that was me for forever <laughs> That was me right, right there. And so, okay. And then it's also where your needs get unmet long enough where you explode on people. A people pleaser. <laughs> Krista is hiding her face right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Krista's like, are you slapping me in the face? Yes. Um, with some truth. Okay. Fear of being a burden. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fear of rejection and stems from self-sufficiency. Y'all. <laughs> I honestly don't think that I've ever heard, like, a more perfect example of me. (laughs) Like, and I say of me because, like, 
I, I mean, yes, I've grown so much and I'm so proud of myself. However, yes, I still deal with every single one of those things. Like I still struggle with them. Like it's still a struggle. I just know how to deal with them better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But passive For is sure. Krista. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love how you're owning it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just own it. Own it. There's own so it. much respect in owning your shit. Yeah. There really I mean, is. And don't get me wrong. Do I want to be passive? No. But I know that's where I am, and now I have somewhere where I want to go, and I have, like, a plan, and I, you know, all these things. So you don't have to stay there. You can move on. But anyways, sorry. Exactly. I know. And so, okay, so that's passive. So passive-aggressive communication is communicating um, aggression that comes out, but you are still passive about it. So never sharing your needs, punishing by being emotionally distant. So I'm going to punish you by distancing myself from you emotionally. Huh. So saying like if someone asks you, hey, are you okay? And you know for a damn fact you are not okay. And you're just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but you say it as like, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm not going to lean in yeah. to, you know, conversating with you or to hanging out with you and being with you. Shit, me again. <laughs> Yeah, no, everything's fine. It's fine. But I'm going to punish you emotionally. Yeah. Because I'm still hurt. Stop. But I'm not going to communicate that I'm hurt. So I'm going to punish you. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? We're not fucking talking because you asked me that I'm okay <laughs> or if I'm okay. And how so many how times have you? I told <laughs> How many times have you told, told you that I am okay? <laughs> Girl, I get it because, like, for me, I didn't want to talk or acknowledge that I wasn't. Yeah. And but so are you I'd really get, okay if you're having that reaction? Exactly. So, like, I'd come get, on. so I'd get mad because you keep asking me mm-hmm. and I'm like, bitch, I don't want to think about it. Stop asking me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, to me, that was my thought process yeah. or even maybe it wasn't even think about it. Maybe I didn't want to voice it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then they're also like, well, if they loved me and <laughs> sorry, this is just funny. Cause this is, this was me at like teens. Um, <laughs> If they loved me enough, they should just they should just know. I shouldn't have to tell them. Mind reader. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And then coming across as really sarcastic. So sarcasm could be their protection. Mm. Their protector. Yeah. So I'm going to just be sarcastic all the fucking time. Damn. Without communicating. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Because like maybe I'm passive aggressive. No, no, no. no. I feel like it was passivity that Mm -hmm. turned into passive aggressiveness. Like. Oh, you know maybe I mean? that's what it is. Like you, being, you can be passive for so long, but then it gets to that certain level where you can't be passive anymore. So you turn into passive aggressive. To me, that's what it was. Ooh, that's good. That's mm. a good insight. Okay. <laughs> so, and then they look like really, really good guys to people who are not in close relationship to them, but the people who are in close, close relation to them, they say they're, they are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't cackle so much, but that's hilarious. Yeah, right. And then aggressive communication. Mm. Oh, sweet, sweet. Little less. (laughs) So much compassion for these people if you are this person. So it's saying, I need to scream my needs at you because nobody will ever take care of me. Oh. I know. And then you are steamrolled by these people. When I saw this, I was like, how many times have I steamrolled Krista? (laughs) (laughs) So 
many times. <laughs> and, so, and then also, it this stems from them going through physical and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Them feeling so powerless in their life. They feel as though they have to take it out on everyone else. Damn. These are accurate as fuck. It's just... Oh, I'll say it at the end, but go ahead. Okay. The fact that you're making faces for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, the the fact that we're laughing about this too is honestly oh, yeah, amazing. It feels so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much healing. Yeah. Okay. Um, they feel as though um, they have to take it out on everyone else, feel feel as though people are against them. They feel as though their needs will never get met. Nobody wants to take care of them. They believe people do not want to take care of them. They are not afraid to communicate. So these are people who are not afraid of confrontation. Okay. Um, they don't ever feel safe. <clears throat> and they won't feel heard unless they are aggressive. Mm. <laughs> and they believe that their voice doesn't actually really matter. <sighs> A lot of the times they were trained by their family to communicate like this. So it's a learned behavior. Absolutely. Which this means it can be unlearned. Absolutely. You are not stuck. You actually are not stuck in any of these Mm-mm. types of communication. You can actually unlearn this and create a healthier dynamic and a healthier pattern. So basically, um, aggressive communicators are the pendulum swings. <laughs> the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. One way or the other. And then the last one, which is the fourth and final Assertive communication, which is the healthy type, like I said, where both parties are equally respected, but I am not going to neglect my needs or neglect communicating for myself. But the moment you talk as well, I am going to make sure I respect it as long as I am respected too. And the moment this person feels disrespected, it is also communicated to the other person across from them, hey, I feel disrespected from you right now. You're not going to disrespect me because you also matter, right? Just as much as the other person across from you. Y'all both matter. This does not mean that you don't get angry. Mm -hmm. A healthy communication does not mean you are never sad or you never get angry. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that you know how to handle it now. You know how to effectively communicate what you are feeling and not villainizing that person, Mm -hmm. not manipulating the situation to be right, not making it a wrong or right type of scenario, but like, hey, how can both of us come to a, an agreement or a solution? It's not you versus the person. It's you and that person versus the problem. What is this issue? Yeah. Yeah. What is this issue? How can we work on this? That's so freaking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I'm, I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what, like, I've noticed between all four, like, when I'm looking at all four of those, like, I feel like passive people are more worried about others and not worried about themselves. Yeah. Passive aggressive are still worried about them, their, like, others. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Wait. I think I'm confusing. No, no. Go ahead. Passive aggressive is. Hold on. Pause. What I'm trying to say is, like, it sounds like 
and I don't know, I don't know the verbiage, so maybe you could put it better. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Is, um, like, passive, passive, aggressive, and aggressive all are basically, like, only worrying about one side of the issue. The spectrum. Yes, one (laughs) side of the spectrum, whereas being aggressive, sorry, assertive Mm -hmm. is more so... I can see both sides. I'm still going to stand my ground. I'm not going to be passive, but I'm also going to be receptive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be open to what that other person has to say about their perspective. Yeah. I'm going to stand my ground, but I'm also going to be accepting of whatever that you're feeling and acknowledging that it is also very real and very true. Mm -hmm. And so let's figure out how we can demolish this issue that we have together. Like, here's where I am, here's where you are, so what can we do in order to get rid of this issue together? Like, what can we do? It's not what you need to do or what you need to do, it's what can we do? And so, like, that, to me, that was the biggest thing that I saw was, like, the healthy way, so the last one, being assertive, it's actually looking at both sides of that issue. Yeah, knowing that I matter and this person matters. My perspective matters, my feelings matter, and then this person's perspective their feelings matter as well. My feelings are valid. Yes. And, and this, so are theirs. Yes. And even if they're different. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, validation. I don't know if we've said this on here before or not, but I'm going to freaking repeat it because it deserves to be repeated. Validation, validating another person is not saying that that person is right. Yeah. But it's also not saying that that person is wrong either. Yep. It's just that they are valid in their own feelings. They are valid in how they interpret that perspective because of the way their brain has been wired their whole entire life. The reason why they, you know, interpret um, what happened or a situation is because of how it's programmed and the belief systems that are operating them. Mm-hmm. Is how they interpret things. Yep. If people are highly, highly insecure and do not love themselves, any situation can be as perfect as it possibly can. You might not even be like insulting this person, but since they are highly insecure, they will take it as a hit to their character, a hit to their who they are, and they will count you as the villain. No matter what, because that's their perspective. They are so insecure. And then in that, they will operate out of their insecurity and communicate that, whether it be vilifying you or in a passive, aggressive, any types of those and communicate that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm just going to piggyback off of you like I do. I, I have learned just how important validation is because... Um, I know for me, you know, in my world, what I'm feeling is very real. And for me, it's the right thing to feel because, right, that's for me personally. And so I couldn't comprehend how you would feel something different in the same situation. You know what I mean? I'd be like, why are you mad at the, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't comprehend that. But it's that knowledge of how you operate, how you work. Even if honestly, now that I know about more about behaviors, even if I don't know how you operate, like if I'm talking to a complete stranger and I don't know how you operate, I'm just like, okay, something is causing mm-hmm. you to do this. Something it is, internally. Exactly. It's more, it's more so having that awareness 
um, of being like, I believe that you believe this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense that you believe I this. I validate mm-hmm. and I totally think that this is very real for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm not going to take it personally. You know what I mean? Because I know that there, that belief system in you, the way that you are wired right now currently, it makes sense for yeah. you. Okay, so how can we meet on some common ground yeah. so that we can figure this situation out? You know what I mean? Like, so it's not even, I won't even say that you have to know somebody deeply or you have to really understand how they work. You don't. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. just understand that this person is different than I am. And that's yeah. okay. And the way that they interpret things, the way that they um, process things, it's going to be different and that's okay. And so I have to realize that. And if it, there's some sort of issue, whatever, I just have to know, okay, well, okay, here's how I'm interpreting. How are you interpreting? Where can we find a common ground here? That's it. Exactly. It's just a certain level of self-awareness and gaining an, gaining an understanding of behavior. Yeah. And yep. what that person is going through. That's yeah. really, that's the bare min- minimum. Yeah. And that's good enough though. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, and I want to go over like, you know, like some more like conversational examples, like, and we've said this before too, but like how to effectively communicate. And I've said this to you before, the, you made me statements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's helped me a lot, honestly. Yeah. Like, well, I used to say this all the time, the saying that you made me feel sad Yeah. or you made me feel like I couldn't do my job. You made me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. You made me do this. Yeah. It's like, Nobody can make you feel anything. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. Like my dad used to always tell me this when I was younger and I hated it. I hated it because it it felt as though he was not owning up to the responsibility of what he was doing or how hurt I've been. And I totally, totally get that. Like whenever I'm saying nobody can make you feel anything, I'm not like I'm not enabling that person's behavior that hurt you. Right. That's not what we're saying. I'm just saying that you the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself is taking ownership in your emotions mm-hmm. and how you're feeling and how you react to things and how you respond to things. It's okay that you feel this way yeah. about what happened. Yeah. But take ownership and say, hey, I felt this yeah. when this happened. Exactly. Not saying you made me feel this because you're giving your power to that person yeah, for them to affect you in a long-term standpoint. Exactly. And you don't want to give your power away. Mm -hmm. You don't want this person to have power over you. This is more of an encouragement of like, hey, you can stand in a powerful position in your life and say, hey, this person isn't going to take anything away from me because there is a cost to that. Your identity is not attached to a person's behavior. It is attached to who you are and how you handle things and everything. So it's really saying, it's really taking your own responsibility over your feelings and saying, hey, when you did this, I felt this way. Exactly. When this happened. When you did this, it actually affected me in this way. Mm -hmm. Hey, when you did this, did you actually mean it in this way? Right. You know, it's, it's taking ownership over that. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about like examples and, and I can't come up with a specific one right now, but I know that it to be true. in like me, you and Jen's friendship, like how many times have 
maybe I said something to the two of you. Yeah. And maybe, and I'm just, I have a specific one in mind, and maybe you got super upset and angry about it. Yeah. And maybe Jen wasn't. Oh, Jen wasn't affected. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, totally. And so, in that, in that um, example, I feel like Alexis could not say, well, you made me feel this way. Because mm-hmm. then I'd be like, well... I said the same thing to Jen and I didn't make her feel that way. Yeah. So it wasn't my words yeah. that made you, you know, it was, yeah. it was the interpretation of it. You so know what, what I mean? insecurity got, was, uh, oh my God, why can't I talk? <laughs> so what insecurity surfaced when Krista said something like that? Exactly. And vice versa. What did like it trigger? Happened, yeah. yeah. And it's happened all the time. You know what I mean? So it's just, I feel like that's a great example of like, you can say or behave the same way to two, three, four, five different people. And some of them might be mad. Some of them might be sad. Some of them might not take it personally. You know what I mean? Like, so that's where Alexis is saying, like, you have to take responsibility. Like you have to sit back and be like, hold on. Why did I just get so upset over that? What truly was it that made me upset? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, it's like, it's, and it's also, like, whenever I find myself in, like, um, confrontations, which I want to go over confrontation real quick. Yeah. Confrontation is not bad. No. It's not bad, but I can see how you've built up evidence in your life to where you've, you know, equaled it into a negative confrontation. But confrontation is not bad. Confronting something is not bad. Actually, when you can confront something, you can cut it off. Like, hey, we're, we're done with this pattern. We're done with this cycle. Yeah. How can we be better? So I want you to like, this is always an invitational, but you can, what does confrontation, you can write the word in a journal or in your notes on your phone, but put in confrontational, confrontation equals what to you? Does it equal breaking relationship with somebody? Does it equal ending something? Does it equal something bad as if like you're bad? Mm-hmm. You know, like what does it equal for you? What comes up for you when I say that? So, but confrontation is not bad. Yeah. It can be actually very healing, an invitation for healing, an invitation for partnership. So it's, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say like, I know like for me personally, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people think, okay, well, if I confront this, they're so scared of what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like the possibility of, okay, well, if I confront this very real issue that's digging deep inside of me that I need to confront, but if I confront this, what if that person takes it a different way? What if, you know, something ends or what if, you know, you think about the what ifs, but in reality, like that's not really your burden to carry. You know what I mean? That's a... That's something that they have to do because whether or not you confront or not, you're the one who's having to deal with it because it's still going to be there. You know what I mean? So it's something that you are feeling and that needs to be said. And I feel like by if you don't confront it, and this is just me for me personally, Mm -hmm. that is being passive. Totally, yeah. I'm... I'm putting aside my needs of something that is biting deep inside me or gnawing deep inside me because of of, confronting this because of a fear of some, how somebody else is going to react to it. 
You I mean, I mean, confrontation can be a root of like fear for you. Yeah. It comes down to a root of fear. What are you fearing? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What um, story are you telling yourself before exactly. you confront this person? So it's just getting down to the root of like, what does confrontation equal for me? Yeah. What does it come up? Why does it scare me? Asking exactly. yourself those questions. I mean, who else is going to ask you? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you've got to ask yourself. <laughs> exactly. So, and then also in my times where I've, you know, since I was an aggressive communicator, yeah. I would, oh my God, accuse, 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 right. accuse people. Yeah. Like accuse their character, accuse their actions, accuse their behavior. Instead of like actually opening an invitation or like, hey, did you actually mean it this way? Right. Hey, am I interpreting it this wrong? Am I just not gaining an understanding? I want to understand what's going on here. Yeah. Because, and then it's still letting them know, like, hey, like, this is how I interpret it in this way. Was this wrong? Is this what you meant? Yeah. You know, giving them that option, mm -hmm. that invitation to speak to your feeling or what the scenario was. So it's also, it's forming it into a question. It's allowing an invitation for the other person across from you to speak into what you are saying. It's not accusing. It's not making accusations over their character or behavior, but allowing there to be an invitation for clarity. Yeah. It starts with your goal in mind. It starts. So, so what is your goal? So ask yourself those questions before entering into a conversation with somebody. What is your goal out of this conversation? Right. What are you trying to understand? Are you trying to connect? Because what your goal should be in a conversation with somebody is to connect and understand Stand. one another. Mm -hmm. Understand what actually happened. Understanding your goal going into a conversation will really, really help you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that honestly, like, goes with, like, you know, that whole saying of, like, think before you speak, <laughs> you know, right? type of yeah. thing. Like, I need to think about, okay, truly, genuinely, what what is the reason for this conversation? Like, what is the outcome that is needed to be had in my mind? You know what I mean? Yeah. So really genuinely thinking about that kind of gets you to stop and realize before you go and speak to that person. So I think that's a great thing to do before you go confront anybody yeah. or t because you're yeah. also not operating out of a reactive state yeah you're responding now you've exactly. given some time to think and to figure out what was going on inside me why did I react this way mm -hmm. how can I effectively communicate my feelings and why I'm mad or yeah. why I'm sad why am I upset why am I disappointed yeah I do love like honestly I feel like those like I feel statements have mm -hmm. helped so much because you know, a lot of times whenever you do go into a conversation and you start with you did this, it does feel it, it no, not feel like it is very accusatory. Yeah. And people when you're attacking that person. Exactly. And they shut down that person across from you will shut down and will not listen to anything you have to say at that point. And at that no. point, like that conversation should just end because it's just, there's nothing, nothing good will come out of no. it when we're operating out of our defense mechanisms. So no, literally me and Krista have tried for the past 10 years. And yeah. <laughs> you can't push through them. You can't. You just have to stop. <laughs> you literally can't. Yeah. You just have to stop and come take back. Take a moment. Yep. Yeah, take a moment. Yeah. And I, I did want to, what really healthy, effective communication is you letting go of control. <sighs> that just like, just take those words made me take deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath. Because that is a, for me, that was hard to learn. Here's the thing though, is I feel like 
for you, that control was very outward. Like, you know what I mean? And for me, even as a passive slash passive aggressive communicator, Mm. that control is still there, just more inward. You know what I mean? Like I needed to control everything that was going in there. Like I couldn't Mm. let out things. I just had to like be like, well, I'll just let it be. You know what I mean? So there's still control on either side of that spectrum, you know? Yeah. And obviously there's an very very unhealthy level of control like I know we always <laughs> I know we always say like the only person you can really have control over is yourself yeah and it's asking those questions getting self-aware all that stuff that we've discussed so many freaking times on this podcast but <laughs> but controlling somebody and controlling something is just, just an, an illusion. illusion oh my god you knew what I, I was gonna say. gonna say oh my god I've heard it before or something I know <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of like I've, like, taught you this so many times right. and I mean, said this. And it's so funny, though, because, like, now that I'm in the behavior world in the school schooling system, like, the lady who's above behavior is always just, like, she says this all the time. She's, like, people just think that they can control other people, and that's just, like, not true. Like, it's you're not, not going to get anywhere if you are trying to do things to control others. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to work. I tried to control a person for the past three years, and it didn't work. Yeah. That person was going to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do exactly but that's on them that like that's the thing like if you're like i with people now if they lie to my face i'm like that's on you like i know you're lying to me yeah like i know when people lie to me i've had a lot of history and experience in it yeah you don't carry that burden exactly but i don't ask i ask a question and if they lie to me which i know they are i'm like okay yeah and i let it go because i'm like if you're going to lie straight to someone's face, that's on your character. Let that be on them. Yeah. Let it be on them. And I know that's harder said. said I know that's easier said. Yeah, I was going to say easier, done. not harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easier said than done. It takes a practice. It yeah. takes a long process. Absolutely. But you can get there. You can get to that point. Yeah. And it's more of like, this probably will sound mean and people will probably take it in a mean way, but I feel powerful and I'm I'm finally in a good place where like, It doesn't affect me when people lie to me. At least, like, obviously, Krista, if you lied to me, I'd be like, why the fuck are you lying to me right now? Yeah. Like, like, it depends on the relationship also, though, too. But it's just kind of like, it's laughable because I'm like, if you really think you lying to me affects me more than it does your integrity, you are dead ass wrong. Yeah. So it's more like, you're not affecting my soul. You're affecting your own Yep. when you lie. And there's another factor to it as well of control. It's um, relinquishing the control of being right. And we've talked yeah. about this before. Like mm-hmm. we've been in a conversation where like we've been in arguments where like I will fight you only because I want to be right. <sighs> yeah. Yep. I mean, it feels like, I mean, it is that control piece because I'm like, if I let my control of being right down, then I have to accept that I'm wrong and I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> yeah. I need to control the situation. It's definitely like an But it thing. also doesn't have to be that mindset either. No. It's like, why does a person have to be right or wrong in the situation? Exactly. Now, depending on... Okay, wait, hold on. We're generalizing this. Oh, true. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So depending on the situation, obviously, if someone... There's so much nuance to what we're talking about, okay? So take it with a grain of salt. Yes. Because everything with a grain of salt. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about perspectives here. 
Yeah. And validating that other person's feelings. Perspectives. Like a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Not someone like deliberately being destructive mm-hmm. and hurting you. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So it's it's just like that mindset of like neither person is wrong or right. Um, it's like, wow, this person took my action in this way. Yeah. And I totally get it. You're valid. It makes sense in this. And then she took my action in that way and you know so that's what i'm saying yeah like i okay i'm trying to think of like a very very simplistic example well and, we, we can think of most of our most of our arguments which we haven't gotten an argument in so long which air high five ooh, 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 ooh. okay um most of our arguments have always been misunderstandings different perspectives yeah. yeah it's just different perspectives of a situation and neither was right or wrong because your perspective was valid and my perspective was valid. Exactly. It was just trying to get one another to understand them and be like, okay, so where do we go from here? Like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, okay, I'm thinking of a very simple, even more simple one. Like, I have a white call in front of me. Yeah. And let's say that my action right now is I just, and I'm going to do it, I just smash the white claw and, you know, threw it on the floor. And what if Alexis perceived that as, wow, you were doing that to be rude or to be mean to me. And I was like, no, I was just done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just those perspectives are totally different. We're and right. Like, or, you're, wow, you're angry. Like, wow, you're angry. And I'm like, no, no I just. I'm not angry. Yeah. I just wanted to exactly. smash so something. It's just thinking about how, like, there can be an action, a behavior, and several people interpret that behavior differently. And so communication is just, okay. How did you interpret it? How did I interpret it? Okay, how can we, you know, try to get one another to figure it out so we can come, like, in the middle? How can we gain an understanding? Yeah, that's it. How can we move forward? That's it. And, you know, in manipulating the conversation to be right is a form of control. Manipulation. (laughs) I mean, I think everybody's done it before, but... Oh, totally. Manipulation is a form of control. Wanting to be the biggest person in the conversation of, like, high and mighty, Mm -hmm. holier than thou, self-righteous... Person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a form of control, and then vilifying the other person so that you could feel validated in your needs and your feelings. The only way for you to feel validated in your needs and feelings is vilifying that person across mm. from you. That's they so are bad. the bad guy, and you are the good guy. That is a form of control. That is manipulation. And why the reason why I say this is because I, sh- y'all. <laughs> y'all my whole world yeah was based off of you know heroes and villains like yeah. that's how i interpreted the world which makes sense because i was a kid and yeah you know that's how we're learned and i love marvel yeah. but also like there's even some quote-unquote villains and marvels that like we empathize with mm-hmm. like i love loki yeah 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 i love him and he's and he's my favorite villain, but he's not a villain. He's just a complex dude that's been through a lot of misunderstood. shit. Yeah, misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And Wanda, now she's the villain, I guess. But she's just through a lot of fucking pain. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no heroes and villains. There's just misunderstood people. Yeah. Exactly. So be careful to not vilify somebody in a situation because that's what makes it high stakes. It makes it high stakes. Man, that's so good. Because I feel like that is definitely, I mean, and I know that you've you've said this before, but that is definitely like a protector. Like I can 
vilify somebody else in order to make me feel better or feel right or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the easiest thing to do in a situation in order to get past it. You know what I mean? Well, they are this villain. And so like, you're I'm like, the good guy. Yeah. I'm the good I'm guy. I'm in the right. I'm validating everything for myself whenever that's not really true. They're not a villain. They're just villain, villain. They're just yeah. misunderstood, you know, like, so whenever you're able to, you know, we've talked about this before is bringing that, um, understanding, there we go. I'm yeah. saying understanding of the other person, like it's easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's easier to kind of let go of those feelings and thoughts of villainizing anger. I'm not anger, but just villainizing because anger very much can still be there and that's normal. But yeah, the villainizing part of you are bad. I am good. Yeah. It's not going to help the situation no. and it's not going to come to uh, a, solution yeah it just won't and it's not gonna make things better it'll actually just make things worse and it'll just go into a fucking like snowball effect exactly so yeah and we know because like that's what happened to me and krista yeah yeah so many times (laughs) it doesn't get better (laughs) yeah it doesn't and then all and then like i've i've also wanted to bring this up to more going back to the statements what are the statements we make and the powerless statements it's like have you have you been in a position where you've said you always do this to me Mm. or you never do this for me Mm. you never do this this never happens right and it's like it's doing that pendulum swing of like your emotions are rising so much at such a high level that now everything that you think of, they actually never do, but they have, they mm-hmm. have. It's just, they didn't do it this one time yeah, or these couple times. And now we're doing a pendulum swing of you always do this to me. Yeah, You never do this. You always do this. So it's putting yourself in a victim mindset uh-huh. and it's a powerless statement. Like we said before, giving your power away we don't Mm. want to give our power away we want to be powerful it's relinquishing trusting that people can always read your mind yeah nobody can read your mind (laughs) y'all nobody can read your mind yeah that's why communication is so important and genuine communication like genuinely saying i felt when this happened genuinely being able to say those things because like that is the way for you to show others like who you are yeah like and your intentions and your character like that is your opportunity to pave the way for who you are you know what I mean it's through this communication (laughs) exactly and that's and that's the thing like you know, be careful to not say the always and the never statements. Like I try to be very careful to not do that because I don't want to be put in a victim powerless mindset. But going back to what you said, like being prepared in communication, being prepared when you confront something. And guys, let me tell you something. And this goes for yourself individually too. what I'm about to say, like you cannot change in your life what you are not willing to confront. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. So if you do not communicate, it's not going to change. Yeah. It's going to either remain or get worse. worse. Yep. Unfortunately. Because, again, can't read your mind. <laughs> yes, exactly. Healthy confrontation, healthy communication is coming into having a voice and a desire to be heard. Yeah. 
knowing that you matter and your voice matters. That took me a long time Mm -hmm. to understand. And I'm still going through the process like, hey, like, because you you always like evolve. You always have new opportunities to, you know, kind of challenge yourself and encourage yourself and believe in yourself more and saying like, hey, your voice matters in this area too. So let's, let's use it. And that's what I'm, you know, kind of, in right now but it's saying like hey i need an understanding of why this happened Mm -hmm. hey i need an understanding of why you did this and taking responsibility for it so i can go trust with you and build connection yep because that's what i really want from from this i the, the goal is i want to build off of this build trust and connection with you yeah it's both parties taking ownership for both sides not vilifying one another you know confrontation can actually restore unity absolutely it really can it gives a space for others to be fully themselves around you yeah and make sure that when you are confronting that person it's exploratory right it's asking those invitational questions. questions hey can you explain this more don't bring expectations of them responding in a certain way because that also does create high stakes. Yeah. I genuinely think about confrontation as that middle ground. Like I'm thinking about being passive is one side, being aggressive is the other side, and being able to confront something is that middle. Like I'm not going to be passive about this situation, but I'm also not going to be aggressive about the situation. I'm simply going to say this is how I feel help me understand. And this person is going to come in and say, you know, validate and validate and, you know, tell what their intention was or what their thought process was. And then it really is just y'all figuring it out from there. That's what that confrontation is. It's not a negative thing if we're not being passive and if we're not being aggressive. That's that healthy communication, that healthy confrontation. That's That's what makes it all not high stakes anymore. Exactly. You keep it low stakes in that. Mm -hmm. And like depending on how, you know, far the problem has gotten. Yeah. Yeah. It might feel a little heart confronting it. Right. The first few times that you do this or maybe the first few hundred times. Yeah. But in the first 101 it will get better. Exactly. It, it, it takes a practice, y'all. But the first time you confront something and the first time you communicate something, it's going to feel very scary. Like yeah. I've been in a conversation where something has been confronted with somebody and yeah. the communication and it felt, you could tell this, it felt very high stakes for this person because she's not used to communicating this way and confronting yeah. things. And you could tell that it scared her and it, it, it manifested in like she got emotional. She yeah. was like, this is just really hard for me. And I get it. Yeah. I get it because you've been holding things in for a long time and right. you haven't been communicating to them. Yeah. So now you feel scared that it's going to be rejected or that you don't matter, but yeah. you do. So it's just coming to an understanding of like, hey, before I can go out and communicate what's going on inside of me, I need to you know, turn around, look inward Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, was this really this person or was this me? Yeah. Was it my insecurity being triggered? Yeah. Was something, did a wound come up in this conversation? Is there something inside of me that I have felt dis like, unacknowledged for a long time and now it's really harping on me and it's surfacing more and more and more so it's really like okay 
what's going on. What's going on inside me? Is it this? Is this person really saying this of how I'm interpreting it, or is it me? Yep. Do I need to tend to myself and validate me? Yeah. And why is confrontation so scary? Why? Why am I scared of it? So it's really asking yourself those questions. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, I really do. We both know how important that self reflection is. Like, without that self reflection, there is no self-awareness you know what I mean like you can't be aware if you're not reflecting Mm -hmm. um but I'm also thinking about like another scenario of communication like because I know that we keep talking about you know saying like I felt like I'm thinking about this um I'm thinking about you coming up to me you know or like in our earlier years you coming up to me and saying you know Krista I felt this when you did this I could very easily see myself get some sort of an emotion of like, what? I didn't do that. I, that's not what, I, you know, getting very like defensive. Feel attacked. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about like, okay, well, what could a healthy way look like? And it could very much be like, I'm feeling attacked while you're saying this. Help. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. They, it, are it, you attacking me? Because I feel attacked right and now. And listen, and mm-hmm. I completely understand that people who are not comfortable sharing their emotions is probably listening to this and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, I feel that. And I can just, I can hear it in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that is a healthy way to communicate. It is okay to communicate your emotions. It is okay to tell somebody else Mm -hmm. how something makes you feel. Oh, guys, guess what? Communicating is being vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. It's putting yourself on the table, coming to the table and being vulnerable in how you feel. Like, hey, I feel this way. Yeah. And And it hurts. As human beings, we kind of have that upper hand because we're able to communicate that other than just body language or facial expression. Mm -hmm. Because whether you communicate it verbally, like we said earlier, Mm -hmm. you're going to communicate it either in your behavior or with your body language or with your face. You're going to communicate it one way or another. It's going to come out some way. So it's Mm -hmm. best to communicate it verbally in a healthy, confrontational way. Low stakes way. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is okay to just say, now I'm feeling this. And then you can say, well, I feel frustrated. You know, it's literally just being able to tell somebody else Mm -hmm. how you're feeling. And it literally could just go back and forth Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And the next state, the next step could be like, hey, okay, if we can't come to an understanding right now, maybe we need some more time to reflect. We'll circle back tomorrow or in two days. Yeah. Because that's me and Krista have had to do that. Yeah. Because at some point it's like uh, my logic and emotions are not talking to each yeah, other anymore. We need more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I need to reconnect and then we can do this again. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like it's it's okay. Like you're going to be okay. You're going to get through it. You yeah. really are. Um, go ahead. I mean, and I'm not like I'm also not saying that like your communication is going to be perfect every time because it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. but it's also it's a big thing to if you do communicate in a certain way again that reflection piece of oh wait hold on let me let me clean up that mess that could potentially be there let me backtrack mm-hmm. and let me be more clear or whatever you know just like we said at the very beginning of this episode mm-hmm. like for me I thought oh wait hold on let me backtrack. Let me just make sure that my intention is very clear here, whatever. You know what I mean? So even if you communicate in a way that isn't um, confrontational, maybe it was aggressive, maybe it was passive aggressive, whatever, 
it is okay to go back and clean up your mess. It is okay to be like, hey, my bad. I was very reactive Mm -hmm. and emotional in that moment. And I'm sorry, this is really what was happening. Like, you don't have, like, it's, it's okay that your, your communication is not healthy all the time. It, like Alexis said earlier, it is a practice and the more you practice, the better it'll be. And if you have to come back to the conversation, like, okay, Hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry. And I'm going to take ownership for the fact that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Because you are m- taking ownership that you were wrong in that moment, yeah. that moment does not take authority over your character. You mm-hmm. are not bad. Yep. This is not all you'll ever be. This is not an accusation over your identity or your value to that person in your life. Mm-hmm. You can You can be wrong and still be good. Yep. And you're going to be okay. Exactly. So it's just taking that first step of getting self-aware, ask yourself those questions. And once you know the the answers to them, then go communicate it out to that person. Yeah. And if y'all ever have any more questions about this, because we do try to generalize it, but be as specific (laughs) as we can. Um, But there's so much, like I said, there's so much nuance, y'all. There's so much nuance to this. So if you ever have more questions for us, you can go to our website, the real meaning of humanity podcast.com, email us through there on our podcast page, or go to our Instagrams, which is what's your Instagram? Um, Honestly, it's on our website. You can just click the uh, about Alexis yeah. and about Krista, <laughs> and like, it uh. will direct you to our Instagram too, and you can message us there as well. Yes. And, you know, I really hope this was valuable for y'all. Yeah. I really hope this was been this episode was beneficial for you. Um, and we just love you guys so much. We love you. And thank you for listening and being a part of our conversation and letting us be a part of your day, a part of your night. Drive. Whatever it is. In morning. Yeah. <laughs> and we just love y'all so much. And don't be afraid. Yeah. You are powerful. You are not a victim. And you're also a human. And it's okay. And it's okay. It's okay to you're feel all the perfect. feelings, yeah. to be all upset, and to be mad. Exactly. Just you can learn how to navigate that exactly. in a healthy way. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. We love you so much. We love you so much, honeys. <laughs> honeys. And minis. Oh, and minis. Um, we can call men honeys. Yeah. You're my honey. All oh, the hundies. That got a little weird. Don't okay. take that weirdly. <laughs> men. Anyways, we got to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love y'all. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>